vibe, right? It is a vibe, it's the yeah. vibe. Yeah. Well, we have a special guest today, CJ Greaves. Thanks you for are, having me, guys. Dude, yeah. for coming. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, awesome to have you, and it's great to be connected with you. Yeah, I'm and glad to be here. Hitting it off on, especially at Viper Fest, dude, you ro- you rocked on. Like, when you brought the Pro 4 truck and you started spinning it around, you should have saw the crowd come and just they gather They were, like, and watch legitimately it. running to That's what we like. That's what it's all about, yeah. right? It was, yeah. it was awesome. But, um... Yeah, dude, I want to I want to learn about you and let everyone kind of learn more about you also. So you are the, correct me if I'm wrong, the most winningest racer in short course. Basically. In short course, like, yeah. So my dad's the winningest driver of all time across all the board. Competition, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, and we've yeah. raced against each other for eight years now already. So, um, and I'm 28. So oh, shit. since I was 20, I've been in the elite class, and this year. I uh, broke the record. So there's been two people or three people all tied at seven Pro 4 championships, mm-hmm. and then I went eight this year. That's good. Nice. So Congrats, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. It was, it was cool to be finally, like, take that next step and be, like, the only guy up there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, uh, I was glad to be able to come out here, be a part of Viper Fest. That was yeah, my man. first time. Yeah. And, heck, me and uh, my buddy Capper, we repped we Viper Fest in, yeah. in – <laughs> New Zealand, and people, people kept going like, what is that? What is that? I'm like, you, you won't understand you it. Yeah. You won't you understand won't it. it. Whatever it was, they wouldn't allow that here. So, yeah, right, yeah. So, but it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I got started. Um, my dad started in motocross as well, and that's where he got me started. So I started racing motocross at two and a half, and that Damn. was kind of my dream was running, being pro motocross. That's um, insane. Uh, just going through the ranks. I ran with Kawasaki and all these different teams throughout the ranks. And so then two and a half years two and old. Two and a half years old. Like, I'm like stuck on that. You're so, riding a dirt bike yeah. on a track in competition. That was my first race, yeah. In two a and competition. Half. Oh, my God. Do you even walk at two and a half? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, not everybody is a soul learner, talk Sam. Yeah. two and a half. <laughs> yeah, barely. My, the deal was my dad said, if you can ride a bicycle, I'll get you a dirt bike. And the same day I rode a bicycle. Yeah. That's this, awesome. this is what we'll I'm being told anyway. Yeah, yeah, we'll just throw a motor yeah. on it right away. No big deal. <laughs> so we went and got a dirt bike. And a couple weeks later, we we lived in De Pere at that time. Um, we had a motocross track in the backyard. And he let me ride out there, I guess. And he's like, all right, well, let's go to a race and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And then I did one race. And then we waited till I was like three before we started like consecutively doing it. Yeah, I mean, so three is a good age, right? <laughs> a little bit better. He wasn't ready at two and a half, yeah, so six months later, later three. Yeah. <laughs> but let's do it again at three and see what happens. And then from there, I just started riding motocross a lot. Um, that, Like I said, that was kind of the goal, yeah. and, the, and the dream was to go professional motocross. And I surprisingly didn't get hurt a lot, like was really healthy, was able to go to all the biggest races, um, do fairly well at all of those. And then when I was 14, my dad's like, I think you need to get in a – in a race car, and he bought me a super buggy, mm-hmm. and so was he racing at this point? At in, that point, in a he's car racing. Well? Yeah, okay. I, I was probably he was probably in a truck by the time I was born. Oh, shit. I would think oh. in a in a yeah uh, seven S they called it back then, which was like a Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. He was the first one to run a Toyota engine no in a shit. Toyota truck. They actually had to be like have stock frame rails and all that way huh. back then. Yeah. So was that kind of like taboo? Like when Toyota came on the scene, like everybody's like so everyone was Chevy and Ford and everybody would race a Ranger. Yeah. And he was the first one to do a Toyota. And he said it was all because he wanted a stick shift. Mm-hmm. He said all the Rangers were automatics or something, and they had all kinds of problems with them. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to try this this Toyota yeah, Tacoma. Let's yeah. see, yeah. see what happens. And it ended up sticking, and then it slowly 
progressed from there, and he just kept throwing, sending stuff to Toyota throughout the year. VHS te- uh, tapes, he said. He'd just keep sending them. <laughs> yeah. He'd just keep sending them and sending them. Eventually, they bid on it. No kidding. And now he's the second longest Toyota-sponsored athlete behind Ivan Stewart. Damn, wow. that's awesome. So he's been with them for I don't even know how many that's years. That's just persistence Dude. and determination right there. Like, Absolutely. You can't, he, you can't knock that at all. That's freaking awesome. No, and uh, one of the coolest things, too, is watching you and your dad race together. Like He doesn't take it easy on you. No, I, no, and I love that. Not. Absolutely I love not. that. Uh, this year at Cranon, it's just so cool. It's fucking – it, like, puts chills down your spine when uh, you guys come around that first turn. Turn one, And yeah. every – like it's almost like you guys are like cheating or something. They, you guys are just always ahead, always like dominating. <laughs> like you're it's fucking the home good. Track and they got, yeah. they got the right equipment. Like yeah. that's the way it goes. Well, <clears throat> the biggest thing is who's gonna lift first. Yeah, that's really yeah. who gets a start. Cause yeah. coming off the line, you're all pretty equal for a long ways. Yeah. And then you slowly you look over and you see like where everyone's at. And there'll be times that. You can't even see the next guy. Yeah. And when you lift, they just won't lift. And they'll yeah. beat you to the turn. So basically, yeah. he's got the biggest set of nuts yeah. coming around into turn one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, till this year, my dad's probably pulled 90% of the whole shots. <laughs> he's crashed harder than anyone I know more times than anyone I've known. Yeah, so he, he had a big crash not too long ago, didn't this he? This year. Yeah. yeah, at the beginning of the year at yeah. Anago. He, uh, it was a brand-new truck that we just built last year, and the track was really soft. And no, they didn't let anybody run on it. And it was just had these goofy, like soft, mushy spots in it. Mm-hmm. And it just caught and it flipped and they didn't have a catch fence. Mm-hmm. So it ended up Damn. going over the wall. And I don't know if you've ever been to Anago before, but turn one. So we were running it backwards. So we were going backwards through one and two. Um, there used to be a pond off the back. It was probably 50 feet down to the, to the ground. So when it cleared the fence, the K rail, it flipped all the way down and it landed about 100 feet out at the bottom, just stuck in the mud. It was about wow. Damn. probably uh, the, the one side of the truck, it was laying on its driver's door down. If it would have landed on the other side, it would have been in water. Holy cow. No kidding. And so that had to be a hell of a ride. Do you guys yeah. have a video of it? Yeah, I do. If you, you have a video, <laughs> we should put it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll toss it in. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send it to you yeah. afterwards. Jeffrey had to see it too. He's over there, isn't he? Yeah, so, and I was chasing him. It was during practice. So I stopped, unbuckled, jumped the wall, and ran down there. Yeah. Just during the middle of practice. I was the first one there by probably two minutes. Yeah. A minute, two minutes. Yeah, for sure, probably a minute. And he ended up breaking seven ribs. Holy shit. Um, collapsed his lung. Damn. And then broke his scapula. Jesus. So, and it was all from just when it flopped on its side. Cause it was so high up it just stuck it never it never hit anymore it mm-hmm. just pfft, at mm-hmm. the bottom yeah so the seats our seats wrap around us from the the force of just landing on a side mm-hmm. crushed basically everything on this side mm-hmm. so and, i would assume there's a catch fence on that turn no now. there's, there's still, still not no no oh, damn. and they're uh, running it backwards yeah that's true yeah. yeah so he goes through that that terrible crash and next thing you know he's back at crandon like, yeah so it's so it's insane my cousin filled in for him um, who's never raced a pro four before he runs pro light right now. His name is mm-hmm. Kyle mm-hmm. and he filled in. We're just like, well, it's your time. Yeah. yeah. Like, time to shine. Time, yeah. time to get in here. And we strapped him in there and he ended up getting two podiums that weekend. No kidding. Yeah. And then he ran Crandon, um, two weeks later and the following race, my dad's like, no, nah, I'm running. Yeah. Give me a bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm get out of the car. So yeah. like the third round, my dad was ready back racing. Yeah. And he wore this like carbon fiber shell around yeah. his ribs and, he just said he was good. Uh, you, yeah. you could tell he wasn't, yeah. <laughs> but, but he said he was good all year. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is the new truck we built was based off of, like, my truck. 
mm-hmm. and the driving style between a conventional four link that w- his truck was to mine's inverted. Everything's mounted to the bottom, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, it changes your roll center to mm-hmm. the bottom of the car. Um, they drive a lot different, and mm-hmm. he could not get used to it. And then when it flipped, obviously that was the first time we ever ran right. it. Like mm-hmm. we tested it a couple times, but that was it. And then it bit him right away. So then he was scared of it all year. It yeah. was the first time ever that he's like, yeah, I was, I was actually scared. I mean, yeah. he's, he's almost 60, so he uh, has every right to be yeah. after oh, for sure. going through all that. And mm-hmm. you can only heal so fast so many times before you're like, maybe. Well, especially maybe at I that age. To, yeah. Yeah, it takes, takes a little bit longer. <laughs> than so when you're you a kid. would think. Have you ever taken a, a crash like that? Never. Never once. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, right? Thanks. The, <laughs> the opposite. It, yeah. My dad, so my dad's like Mr. Hell Mary. Yeah. He's going to go for it. He's going to try to figure out how to win that race in the first lap or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the opposite. I'll yeah. wait till like literally two turns from the end and I'll mm-hmm. just mosey around for the first half of the race. And yeah. then as my truck gets good and the track comes around, then I'll start picking people off. It's, it's so funny because that's what everyone says. They're like, how are you and your son so different? We're literally polar opposites on the yeah. track. Yeah. He's, he's balls to the walls. Go get it. Yeah. Like looks fast all the time. Looks super <laughs> wild, like out of control. And I'm the opposite. I, I look slow almost all the time. And Just a little up, more strategic. Yeah, a little yeah. more strategic and end up running really fast. Right. But I'm in control the whole time and smooth. So it doesn't look near as entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah. That's freaking awesome. But Dad's just balls to the wall. Dude, he is 110%. That's still how he is. He's the only person I know that'll race all year and then come back and be like, two days later, be like, you want to go up north and go rip the UTVs through the woods? I'm like, no, I just raced <laughs> all year long. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what do you mean? And then two days later, he'll be like, hey, you want to go again? Like, yeah. Still yeah. a kid no. inside, dude. Just, yeah, 100%. Just loves it. Well, that 100%. just shows his passion for it. Like, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's his life. Like, that's freaking awesome. So right out of pretty much the womb, you're on a bike. Yeah. So three years old, then you're, you're racing the bike, and then at 12 – 14. You're, 14, your dad says, hey, I want to put you in a, in a buggy. Yep. And then. And at that point, there was a race coming in two weeks. And uh, I've never driven one or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going to go out. We went to this track in this field in California. At this time, we had a house in Temecula because a lot of the racing was out west. Mm-hmm. And we go there. And I jump in. I'm driving around. And he stops me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's like do you not know how to shift or like anything? And I'm like, no, 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 no I don't. <laughs> and he just chuckles to himself and he goes, oh yeah, I should, pro- I should probably teach you some stuff. Huh? They had him hardly a teenager. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know like where yeah. I knew our first gear was. And I'm kind of looking at the shifter like, uh, figure it out. I don't know. And super buggies have a steering brake in them too. So you can lock up each wheel individually mm-hmm. in the rear. Oh wow. So that because they're a rear engine car, they don't want to steer real well mm-hmm. and they make a ton of grip. So there's that lever right next to the shifter, and then all three pedals down there. And he's like, "What? You don't know what you're doing?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, I, I, really, I really don't know it. what I'm yeah, doing." Yeah, myself. Yeah. So then he he chuckles to himself and goes, "All right, all right," and explains it all to me. And then it gets a lot better from there. So I end up going to that race two weeks later. I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it." And I ended up having three sixteenth birthdays, because for till like probably the last three four years, no one really knew how old I was. Right. Because I had to be 16 to race. <laughs> so, and we asked them, we're like, so you need, like, what do you need for proof? They're like, oh, we just need a copy of your um, birth certificate. So my mom copied it and scanned it a bunch of times and just kept whiting out the, I was gonna the, say, it's the year. It's amazing. It's a whiteout computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just kept scanning it and then bought a typewriter and put it in there so it punched <laughs> the letters the same. Damn, dedication and, to the dude, game, huh? Dedication. <laughs> Let's go. And just kept scanning it until it looked legit and brought it in there. And they're like, all right. 
Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't examine no. it. Like, no, it oh, looks good. They knew. Like, they're like, we know. I thought this you were 16 not. last year and yeah. the year before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the, the hell's going on? When I actually had my it's 16th hilarious. birthday, everyone just looked at me like, really? Hmm. You've been 16 for yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah, you're 21 by now. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up doing that race and ended up getting second right out of the gate the first night. Holy um, shit. Battling for the lead. And that's in California? Yeah, that yeah. was at uh, Paris Motor Speedway. Okay. So it took a month to learn, and you're already yeah. getting on the podium. Yeah. It was and, he's, and he's younger than everybody 12, else. Yeah. 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 Like, the people I was racing against were in their 40s already <laughs> at, at that point. Well, there you're is a huge no weight kids. advantage, too, right? Yeah. Well, there's a minimum weight, so we oh, just had is. to stack some lead on there yeah. to make yep. up for it. But, yeah. um, And there was no kids' classes back then. Now there's, like... UTVs, there's the kids' carts, the mm. mod carts, and then you get into like Sportsman Pro Am UTV, and then you go through the ranks. So, this is what's considered now Pro Buggy, mm-hmm. is what I started in, and that's just what we Gosh, had. Yeah. Imagine that's if so you wild. were to start out with the other kids. That would have been sad. This would have been <laughs> destroying <laughs> them, dude. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But so I ended up doing that, and then from that point on, the next year, I ran a full season of Super Buggy and started. My sponsors were actually like almost competing against my dad's, so we had to have two separate teams. Oh, okay. So I had my own rig and my own crew and everything for the most part that was just my stuff, and hmm. then my dad had the Monster Toyota team that was yeah. still going over there. At that time, we had, I think, Jeremy McGrath drove for our, our Pro 2. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of cool people dr- come through the ranks and drive. I mean, we've had Ryan Villapoto drive mm-hmm. some of our stuff, yeah. Jeremy McGrath, Mike Metzger, the old freestyle yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, the lady that owns Patron, she's a drag. Uh, Alexis DeJoria. Yep. Yeah. So she came to Cranon huh. and Bark River with us a couple times. That's awesome. We That's used wild. To, yeah. We used to sponsor their drag, to, their drag team for Clitter, Clitter Racing. I think, yeah, she's sponsored by Toyota as well. Yeah. Yep, huh. she's Toyota. Mm-hmm. So uh, how do the teams work? So you're saying that you, you, your dad has his team and then you're on a different team to start. So how do the teams work? Like how does it feel getting sponsorships? And then are, do you have your own team right now? No, we're all one. Oh, it's still still all one? Yep. So there, I actually got my title sponsor was Traxxas. And I was a kid, right? I loved RC cars. Yeah. yeah. So I knew the owner's kid really well. We were really good friends just from running around playing at the track. And I went up to him like, hey, I'm going to race a Superbug. You want to sponsor me? And he ended up getting on board. For the first three years, all my stuff was fully wrapped Traxxas. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So he really helped me out and really got me into it and helped get the ball rolling. There. Yeah. And then... Um, I, so I ran the first year of just Super Buggy, and then year two I ran Super Buggy and Pro Light, which is the small pro right. truck. Mm-hmm. And then the following year is when I went moved to my dad's team mm-hmm. and went Pro Light Pro Two, and I ran that for two years, and then I went Pro Two Pro Four from there on in. No kidding. And then um, eventually dropped the Pro Two when UTV started to get popular and signed yeah. with Factory Yamaha and yeah. ran with them for six years, and now going on to year three three with uh, factory players let's go so what was the biggest like um change i guess going from class to class i would assume like going to the trucks had to be like from buggy to pro twos or pro lights or whatever had to be a pretty crazy change like what took what took the most for you to get used to like probably going pro two to pro four because like a pro buggy and a pro light are real similar Mm -hmm. i mean one's obviously solid axle front engine and Mm -hmm. one's transaxle rear engine mm-hmm. but everything was two-wheel drive similar horsepower mm-hmm. kind of similar size a, a super buggy is basically a pro light without a body on it in a, in a rear engine mm-hmm. they're 
about as wide, about as long. Mm-hmm. And then even going to the Pro 2 from a Pro Lite, the Pro 2 was so much bigger. It was wider. It was more stable. It had more power, so it took a little bit getting used to mm-hmm. making traction and keeping it hooked up. But it wasn't – the driving style was pretty right. much the so same going across from, the board. From two drive wheels to four drive wheels, that's the biggest, yeah. the biggest and change. It, and I think the best way to explain it is when Kyle ran for us this year for two weekends, I asked him, like, so what do you think? He goes, I don't know why you guys do it. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's freaking sick. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, no, I don't know why you guys do it. He's like, it's, it's, there's a level of commitment that it takes to drive one of these things fast. And he's like, I'm not ready to do yeah, it. Yeah. No, I don't know why you guys do that. Yeah. So that, that was the biggest learning curve, even through my career, was going from pro to Pro 2 to Pro 4, Pro 2, is the best way to explain it is like a ballerina dance. Mm-hmm. Like you're chasing the cushion. Everyone's really smooth. Um, you, you don't make anything big drastic changes, yeah. right? They yeah. don't make a ton of grip. You have way too much horsepower there. When I ran them, they are open <coughs> motors. So we ran the same engine in our Pro 4s. We did a Pro 2. Mm-hmm. And we were on project tires, which now we're on DOTs. No yeah. traction. Projects made more traction. Oh, they did. Okay. They started as a slick. Yeah. And you can get them in whatever compound you wanted, and then you just grooved whatever tread pattern you could imagine Damn. Nice. into them. So um, hmm. it was the a ballerina dance is the best way to put Pro 2. Whoever could yeah. keep it right on the edge of the cushion, not make any big mistakes. And then Pro 4 is like a really bad WWE match. <laughs> <laughs> just a rough machine. Brute just, force. Yeah. Just brute, just like – Anything you think that possibly could happen probably will at yeah, some point yeah, during yeah. one of those races. Yeah. You got so power going to all four wheels. That's a different you got, animal. You got traction. You can change direction almost anytime you want. Yeah. You got more horsepower than you know what to do with. You have enough suspension and width that you can about hit any jump wide open and it yeah. ain't gonna it might hurt, but it's not gonna kill you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So anything you can imagine like happening can in a pro four <laughs> race. So you go from watching all these pro twos nice and smooth and hardly even rubbing each other to just uncontrolled chaos yeah so that took a lot to get used to just that commitment of how you have to drive a pro four like the best example is anyone that's been to crandon going into the what we call the gravel pit after you go around mm-hmm. the top and you go yep. off the skyboxes coming in there there'll mm-hmm. be days that we're already backwards before we even go past the dirt mound yeah <laughs> and then you go slide yeah. in there because yeah. you're doing yeah. 90 miles an hour jesus mm-hmm. and what's yeah. the easier way instead of hit the brake just throw just it. slide yeah it'll, it'll scrub speed <laughs> right and if you need more speed scrub just keep turning back <laughs> until, yeah. until it starts digging the other way and <laughs> then head her on out I there's, love that. there's a lot more that goes into it too with uh uh and correct me if I'm wrong too on like the gear side of things. So it depends if the track's dry or if the track's wet. So uh, is there a big variance depending on Pro Two versus Pro Four, like dialing in that gear ratio? Yeah. So uh, Pro Two runs a Turbo Four Hundred. Mm-hmm. So it's like a shift for anyone that doesn't know. It's like a shiftable automatic. It's a three-speed, has a torque converter, um, and that's one of the biggest things in Pro Two is getting your gearing and torque converter good. Mm-hmm. Um, we were when our I won three consecutive years in pro two before i moved out and we were we had quick change gears on the back of the tranny um out the bottom of the underdrive and we would change for three mile an hour it, it would get to that point okay. where you just need that little bit because mm-hmm. yeah. you never wanted to be on the chip but you never wanted it to be bogging either right, right? like out of the power zone so that's where it got really really picky and then our torque converters are all billet take apart we'd have a box of staters sitting there yeah and depending on the track and your driving style i was very fortunate that i liked a really tight torque converter and right. i would rather just pedal it mm-hmm. uh, 
where there's a lot of people, especially now, that would just want to hold it to the floor, hold mm-hmm. it wide open, mm-hmm. and then make the converter make traction for you. Well, that's really, really hard to tune because mm-hmm. if you miss it or the track gains grip, now you're just slow and there's nothing you can do about it other than make a whole lot of heat. Right. So Heat is bad. Heat is bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that I was fortunate enough that I liked a, a tighter torque converter and would rather just pedal it. Yeah. Um, where huh. moving into the Pro 4 side, we all run a gearbox. Yeah. We all run a five- or six-speed sequential with a clutch on the floor. Oh, no kidding. And you That's fucking not, not in the power, yeah. just downshift the gear and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can it. go to any track and <clears throat> – just pick a gear. Yeah. Um, so for those listening to, uh, I want to touch base on that final race at Crandon or, I mean, any any of the tracks that you do. So why do they do it where, uh, one, they combine the Pro 2 and Pro 4 for the final race? Yeah. And uh, why do they let Pro 2 go, I think it's like 15 or 20 seconds before Pro 4 50. or something like that? Oh, it's 50? It was 50. Damn, and Pro year. 4 and still pro, catches didn't up. did Pro 2 win this year too? At yeah, Pro 2 Well, won. he beat his dad. Yeah. You did. Uh, pro, well, you had a pro, a pro two, two in 2013. Yeah. 2013. Damn. What's, so, what's that conversation like when you get back to the trailer? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. Our, our biggest thing, and I think that's probably what has kept our uh, our team so well, is that from day one, my dad just pounded it in my head that all the money and all the sponsors all come back to the same the same house, right? Yeah. And so if you go out there and smash me. All that did is cost us all money. Right. Mm-hmm. There, there was no gain there. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't like an outside team that mm-hmm. knocked you off the podium and uh, they wrecked a bedside, but they got on the podium and you yeah. didn't. No, it's all the same basket that mm-hmm. we're pulling from here. Right. So that's what's kept our team and our driving style and everything. I think so cordial with each other, is it's like, by me running into you, it doesn't gain anything. Mm-hmm. If you're on the podium or you win and I get second or vice versa, we both win. For it's, sure. it's a win-win for the team. Yeah. That's what it comes down to is our sponsors, our team, the people that support us. Like, It's it's about making sure that yeah. we, we keep our, our all our irons in the fire for the mm-hmm. same reason. Yeah. Right? So um, that's went a long ways with it where a lot of people don't see that side, and they go out there, and they just smash the shit out of each other. And you come back, and you're like, well, that race was really no fun. Yeah. We all we all lost three-quarters of the body. That's 1000 bucks. Yeah. And – we got like fourth and fifth, like right. sweet. That was for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, you were uh, 18, and you beat yeah. your dad. That's so that was our first in ever Pro cup two race. Too. That's, that's that was just the crazy. Dude. First ever cup race I ever did, mm-hmm. and uh, my Pro Two was really good that year. Um, and <clears throat> he gave it to me. Let, let, let's start here. <laughs> let's start here because at the end of the day, whether he won or I won, the the purse was the same, right? right. The other yeah. guy was going to get second regardless. So. The picture that goes around is you still see it is we're we're dead side by side at yeah. the finish and no one even know who knew who won, and I remember to this day like distinctively, distinctively, um, like with a lap to go, maybe two laps to go. My spotter came on the radio and said it's just you and your dad, and I'm like what? And he's like yeah, you guys are gone like checked out, and I had a big lead already, <laughs> and he's like your dad's in second and he's coming, but there's no one behind him. No it's, it's just you guys. Damn. So I was like, all right, that's that's going to be pretty sweet. And I knew he was going to catch me, like, yeah. only a matter of time. But he, he made a race out of it and mm-hmm. made a sweet picture and, and a story to go along with it. So it was uh, pretty unreal. I don't I don't think to this day there's been a race like that. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Quite to that. But to go back to the, the race itself, um, it only happens at Crandon. Oh, is it okay? It's the only track that does it. 
Um, they do it in the spring and the fall. A different company sponsors it both times. The nice. spring run isn't near, doesn't pay near as what the fall run does. <clears throat> but a lot of people come just to see the cup race. They love mm-hmm. the cup Dude, race. It's the best. I'm glad they do it that way too. Is it just adds? It's more action. It's oh, yeah, way it more entertaining. Yeah. Like not even only to watch, even <clears throat> to watch. Yeah, you get the pro two coming down and then the pro four right after, and seeing all you guys slowly but surely catch up to the pro two is the coolest. It's so sick. Yeah, and you gotta the pro fours. We all gotta work our way through the pro twos. And yeah, it's always a dogfight of like how much of a fight are they gonna put up? Right. And a big thing is is what is the track gonna do? If the track goes slick from top to bottom, and we all gotta run the cushion, it gets ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's only one line. There's only one fast line, and the pro twos are gonna be out on the cushion. And if you're gonna pass them, you're going to the same spot they are. <laughs> yeah. Where when the track ends up having a little more grip on the bottom, we can all do, the pro fours will just go to the bottom and we'll beat them out of the turn, and, mm-hmm. and we never even have to yeah, fuck touch with them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You just mm-hmm. go in there, you go to the bottom, you set it up, and you go. Where when the track goes slick, it's it makes it a rowdy oh, race because you're both fighting for the same space. Yeah. yeah. But um, and it just comes down to they change the gap every year. They try to go off qualifying the fastest Pro 2 to the fastest Pro 4 during the race, our fastest laps, and then they put it on 10 laps, and they try to give or take a little bit for um, the amount of cars that are in there for the Pro yeah. 4s, and it's a, it's a crapshoot every time. And um, a lot of it comes down to there's been a lot of races that Pro 2s probably should have won, and yeah. they didn't, but it's because they didn't have a good race. Like right. last year, um, 2023 – or 2022 when we won it, a lot of people were mad because we won the spring run too in Pro 4s. It's went a couple years now that Pro 4s have won, Yeah, but no one has went back and like watched the race of like, okay, last year Mickey Thomas had the fastest truck, and he over-rotated twice, right. missed, didn't get the start, mm-hmm. was trying to pass a guy, over-rotated twice. When he fell back, um, he would run fast laps, and off of, off of his fastest lap to ours, he should have won. Right. But he couldn't put together. So there just minor mistakes in it's there driver, that added yeah. up. Yeah. For a pro two, it's it's a lot harder to have a perfect race, right? Like yeah. a pro two, you need to pull the whole shot. Like Keegan this year won um, the cup race right from Crandon, and he pulled the whole shot, so you yep. didn't have to mess with anybody and led every lap. Then it's up to you. Yeah. You just do your thing. You run your lines. You're not mm-hmm. racing with anybody. It's a hundred percent up to you. If you don't get the start right from the get go, you kind of yeah, you're playing catch up. You're you're gonna it's going to be really, really hard to win it regardless yeah. because now not only if you have the fastest truck, you have to pass that guy and do it in a reasonable manner that you're not slowing each other up Yeah. because the Pro 4s are coming. Mm-hmm. Right. It's only a matter of time. They're coming. Mm-hmm. So, And it goes the same with the Pro 4s. If we, um, One of the big things that we all try to sit down, like a couple of top contenders any, anyways, yeah. like this year me and RJ before the race were like, Whoever gets the start, we just can't slow each other up. If yep. we want a chance to win, we, we can't slow each other up. Whatever mm-hmm. it takes, whether I got to chase you for a while or you got to chase me, um, I'm not going to race with you. Right. If I'm that much faster and I can pass you in one turn and go, yeah, we're, we're still going to race. But we're not going to sit here and, and battle it out with each other for mm-hmm. three, four laps because yeah. we're never going to catch them. Smash your trucks right. up and everything. Yeah. yeah, and it just doesn't work. You, mm-hmm. you aren't going to win then. Right. And even this year, I ended up – he pulled the whole shot. And I got a- around him right away yep. and started getting out front and ended up getting a flat. And he told me afterwards that with, like, three laps to go, he already gave up. He's like – I was like, I'm not going to catch him. I was watching yeah. the gap. My spotter was telling me the gap. And then he said with a lap and a half to go, 
I remember he yeah, realized he could have won. Yeah. If he went oh, to if no. he went to lay it up. It oh, got shit. pretty close. It wasn't yeah. really close. Yeah. But if he would have been able to run the pace we were running when he was chasing me, mm-hmm. we would have caught the leader. But that's what it takes. I mean, yeah. it, it takes a perfect run sure. and to like mentally stay in it the whole time and just race to the end. That's one thing my spotter Devin has always one of the best things he's ever done for me is is just always like no matter where we're at in the race, he's like, just don't give up. Give me 110 yeah. percent till the checkered flag. Whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, yeah. that that's when you could have, right? You yeah. would have, could have, should have. You guarantee yourself a loss. You yeah. guarantee that you're not gonna you're not gonna finish. There's no opportunity anymore yeah. for you to to take a lead. Right. So, so you're, you're sitting on that starting line. <laughs> big race. What's going through your head? Because sometimes, I mean, they they take the dog on time. Like they'll oh, man, they'll take crying in time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the re- the restarts got to the be restarts a... take forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so are you anxious? Are you ready to go? Like, do you have music plan? W- what's going through? Empty minded. I think yeah. I, I've been doing it for so long. I mean, I'm 13 years in or 14 years in now. Mm-hmm. And from day one, we've had to do the land rush start at Crandon. So it's just we used to land rush a lot of tracks, and now we're down to a two by two start everywhere other than oh, Crandon. Gotcha. In Crandon, we only do one land rush. If it doesn't work, you go two by two now. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So um, you are anxious, yeah, right? Uh, like to start of anything, so. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To start of anything, but. Um, for the most part, there's a lot of people that are all freaked out and, and on the edge of their seat and like almost get in their own head. I'm just I'm Ready super I'm super monotone. Just yeah, that's just the way I am. I think it, it's been just another my, race. My yep. heartbeat just goes like this. I think the whole time Steady. I want to wear a heart a heartbeat uh, monitor during one of the races just just to yeah, log it just, just for the fun it. of it mm-hmm. to to see what it's really at huh. because it's just, damn he's calm is he awake yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah literally in there. <laughs> so a lot of the times we'll fall asleep in the truck waiting oh sure. really yeah you're in, like you're all strapped in and the seats are so tight and yeah you're, you're probably up, comfy like shit comfy. I'm kind of <laughs> yeah seven the suits like on a day that's like uh, sixty yeah or mid sixties oh it's so comfortable yeah. there. you got a little bit of the truck heat yeah. you're in this nice thick suit and you're just like cozied away in there that you know, they take didn't forever. get off the line. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sleeping, <laughs> fell asleep. Like there's times that my spotter's like, "Hey, are, are you awake in there?" And it's like, "Oh shit, yeah, 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 yeah I am now." Yeah. <laughs> so are those suits air conditioned? Because nothing, really, it's nothing. Like a pretty, pretty. Oh, this year was hot. This year was hot, wasn't it? Yeah, our it last was. race was in Jay, Oklahoma, and it was humid and it rained like majority of the time we were there. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting one race day in. And it was 90s. And I've, I said, I, by the end of the, the day, so we were supposed to practice and qualify on Friday, and it got rained out. And we ended up racing Saturday evening. But they went, they did a late practice at like 2 on Saturday, and then we raced at 4. So once it finally started, it was like nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like it was clean the cars after practice, nut and bolt, right. make any changes you got to change, and then it's it's ready to go for the races. Right. And you hardly even got time to change out of your suit. And by then i run three classes and they all run for fairly close by the time i got done sun or uh, saturday night i was out of sweat like my oh, body bet. was just burning and yeah. there was no sweat left to be in there yeah. and my yeah. suit and my helmet was so heavy i bet because it it was like i said mid 90s and then our suits are seven layers and oh, shit. and they, they have to be cuffed on your hands and your feet, yeah. and then you wear fire gloves so that go over zero it. ventilation, zero airflow. <laughs> yeah, and then our helmets have skirts on them that hang over, and yeah. everything's fire retardant. That's what right. it's for. Yeah. Is, is mm-hmm. a fire right? Your shoes, everything. So there's zero airflow. The best thing you got is our helmet blowers um, that go on your helmet yeah. that help blow air in there. But 
Fi Fi, the minute you leave the line, you know you know. Yeah, what's going. you're right. Your yeah. line's on it now. Right, right. And I only run it in one of my cars. The yeah. other two, I just I just wing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the go-to. But so it gets hot. It gets hot real quick wow. for sure. The the trucks. That was the first time ever. My foot and my leg. What well, obviously in the truck you have the header right next to. Yeah, you, yeah. Was on fire like. It was bur- my foot <laughs> was burning. Race, yeah. It was yeah, burning. My yeah. calf was like physically burning. There's <laughs> yeah. been races that people, even though your suit doesn't burn, the heat will physically boil your Go skin under it? your suit. No kidding. Uh, yeah. Damn. Damn. Like, the, no, you don't want to put a heat shield there or anything. You try the best you can, but yeah. I mean, you think that header's just screaming. Yeah. Balls the to the whole wall time. For, Nine, yeah. 9,800 RPM for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. glowing red hot. I mean, we header wrap them, and then we run aluminum in between there, and we'll put reflective heat tape and all that on there still still, still you win some it. you lose some yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you can do all you can so what are the regulations on pro 2 and pro 4 for like engine modifications is everybody running the same thing Anything are there certain want. restrictions it's free game yeah it's 10 pounds per cubic inch okay so you run a 418 you got to be uh 4180 pounds mm-hmm. hmm. um and you run you want to run a 420 you got to be 4200 pounds mm-hmm. interesting so it's it's all uh, pounds per cubic inch, and that's Pro 4. And then Pro 2 has always been the same. And they recently went to a, a 410. You have to run a 410. It has to have soda heads. Soda's a brand that yeah. has this, like, marking, and you can run a Ford or a Chevy in it. Hmm. And the bottom end's open, and the top end's got to be a soda head with um, a mandated throttle body and fuel injection on it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All naturally aspirated? Yes. So how come there isn't, like, a push towards, like, because you see in a lot of other racing, people are turboing everything. We don't like, need any more power. Don't need yeah, any I was going to say, you're already at 900. Yeah, yeah we, we don't really need any more power. And, huh. like, the UTVs Pro Turbo, obviously, is mm-hmm. turboed. Yeah. But they just don't they don't drive near as good. If we didn't, if we could competitively make an NA engine that competed in Pro Turbo, none of us would run a turbo. Yeah. With without having like some sort of anti-lag system mm-hmm. there's just no drivability to them mm-hmm. on a a track like we're on where we're on and off it the just gas takes too so long much. to spool up yeah yeah and you just get turbo lag and inconsistencies it makes it really hard to yeah. control it's just it. one a whole nother system <clears throat> that makes heat that makes heat yeah. and could potentially fail yeah right i love that there's you can do whatever modifications because then it really comes down to the team you yeah. know and uh that makes you push your team to the next level to make sure that you got that thing dialed in to be the track winner. You know, where like NASCAR, I'm pretty sure is everybody's well spec. everybody is the same. Mm-hmm. The same you know, shit. and like that's why the races are you know, arguably kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> where like yeah. Pro Four is fun because the best teams win. The people that are putting the time in, that are like have it down to a science, are the ones that Come yield through. the victory. Yeah. yeah, and Pro Four is crazy. So we're building my new truck right now because my truck sold and. Um, you start from nothing. Yeah. We build everything in house. We have a. We just call. It a, we just have a big flat steel table, mm-hmm. and you just lay a couple start, tubes yeah. on there. We we get all of our steel just in straight stock and nice. You bend and it, notch it, and bend it, notch it, it fit it, That's weld awesome. it, That's everything in house. Yeah. So what what gets you to the point of wanting to sell and redo it? Um, usually it's somebody else that just wants to buy it. Oh, and you're like, <laughs> screw <laughs> you, buy it. Yeah. yeah, like. Pro fours, the class has been very like up and down. It's it's the elite class, and a lot of people have come into it, and companies like big companies and spent two million dollars in a year, and then didn't win, and mm-hmm. then have went around and bad mouthed the class for forever, and are like, no, nah, we spent this much money, and we're still not competitive. Just think what they're spending, and when really it has nothing to do with it. All right, our, we've ran the same trannies. Our front diffs have had 
four or five years on them. Same ones we. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. our trannies. Yeah. All we do is so we have two full time employees, my dad and myself. I do anything UTV related. So be, from loading the trailer, mounting tires, prepping the cars, getting the cars built, set up, clutching, yeah. anything that my guys don't know nothing about my UTV stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, mm-hmm. my mechanic Devin works on my Pro Four. My dad's mechanic Brad works on his pro four and then during the off season um my dad and i kind of are like the tube slingers yeah. and get everything started and they follow behind and weld everything and mm-hmm. and once we get the base set up then they'll go through and start mounting stuff or we'll get it all tacked in there for them and then um they'll they'll just yeah. follow behind really and, Dude, and do all the fit and finish i love that that you're working with the team you know, it's Absolutely. not like the team's yeah. getting your truck ready and then you hop in it, you go to drive yeah, it. Like, tell me where I got to be. I'll fly in and drive it. Yeah, yeah. seriously. You're you're it, you're doing the nitty gritty shit that yeah. it requires. We can to... all build a race truck in our shop. Any one of us, yeah. whether the other guy wasn't there, we can all TIG weld start to finish. We can mm. all, we can all, if we had to, we could build four cars at the same time. Wow. That's awesome. Man. Love that. And never have to. That's so, one thing you said that I think you said in a different podcast where when you're racing, you always have it in the back of your head that, you know, you want to drive hard and be competitive. But you also don't want to wad it up because you're you got to fix it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So like that's always there. Like shit, if I yeah. if I wreck this thing, I'm I'm gonna be the one fixing it. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of the really good drivers have, have that like separated us, where the guys that work on their own stuff and know their car through and through. Right. Mm-hmm. Like every every time you hear a noise or you feel something that's goofy, there's a good chance you know where where to look. Yep. Right. Or you can mm-hmm. come back and go, hey, this happened. Like on race weekends. I, we have volunteers and some good friends that come in that prep my stuff only because I got a lot of other shit going yeah, on, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I can come back and they just do whatever I say. All right, I felt this. Probably check this wheel bearing or check this knuckle or or check the slop in this. Right. And uh, this is the setup change I want to make. And then they're there to do it while I'm getting all my stuff ready. But someone that doesn't have, like we've worked with a lot of drivers. That's something that my dad and I really like to do and have had a lot of experience doing was help develop new drivers and yep. get them into the industry and mm-hmm. get them headed on the right path is when you get someone that really has no idea you come back and you're like so what do you think yeah like i like we can watch it from the outside and be like the truck looks like it's doing this does it feel that way and they go well, i don't know <laughs> it's like yeah okay you don't know what tweaks to make right and it's like you'll see times that the truck's out there broke and the guy's just like keep going and it's like what are you what are you doing right all you're doing is costing yourself money yeah yep. more money your, your team's got to stay up now yeah. till we don't. We most of the time we don't race till anywhere from four to six in the mm-hmm. evening. So by the time you get the truck tore apart, cleaned up, and then you start working on it, it's two in the morning before your guys are going to bed. So now you're you're burning the team out. You're, you're yeah. burning everybody out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pissed off because you don't have any respect for the work that they're doing. Yeah, and it just it just keeps whirlwinding around mm-hmm. until it's a mess, right? Yeah. Until you got guys that don't really have pride in their work anymore. Because they know you're just gonna go out there and wreck it, and you don't care either. Yeah, yeah. So slap it together, get you out there. Yep. Make the start, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. like, as long as he makes the start, I get to collect my paycheck. Well, that's not that's not the way you want it to be. Yeah, no. right. So it's got to be that equal respect back and forth, of like, all right, I need to go out here and race hard, but I also know that I don't want to wreck this thing because no. then he's gonna be pissed off. He's gotta stay up all night yeah. and work on it. And what did I gain? Right. I, st- I didn't win because I wadded it up and mm-hmm. it cost us a bunch of money, him a bunch of work and time. And it just, yeah, it's a no win situation. Mm-hmm. So how does that work then? If you do wad something up, like do your sponsors help with that? Or is that pretty much on, on your guys's end? 
you try to budget your your race team right from the get go, right? Yeah. You, you try to get enough sponsors up front that they kind of cover your racing part to make sure you get to all the races mm-hmm. and you can afford to get there and race. And then we like to leave it on the side of you want to make money doing it. You got to win. Yeah. You, know, you got to mm-hmm. go out there, and it's all performance based. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of the um, sponsors in this industry work. Is they don't like to which every right right they don't like to front a bunch of money and go here here's a bunch of money right up front because Mm -hmm. then it's like well what if you have a shit year and you your attitude goes away because you already have the money right Mm -hmm. they like to do it like you get say an extra three thousand bucks if you win two thousand for second a thousand for third for sure yeah yeah right x amount of downs or do this good during seasons you got the the carrot dangling in front of you right to go for it yeah and that's what that's what like keeps you in the in the level mindset of like we need to make sure that we come to the race every race with our a game set up yep. ready to go because if i suck then i don't make any money doing it either yeah. and it, it, it's a, well, it's a no win to be a part of a losing team like, right let's be honest right. here and yeah. if you don't bring your a game your competition is right so or your team's gonna be like damn why am i doing this exactly you know? and that's right. the biggest thing like with our team being so small and we have like a mutual respect for each other. Like if yeah. if Devin thought that I wasn't giving a hundred percent, it's gonna make him not want to give a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. So we're on the same page that regardless of what the results show that day, we're gonna go out there. I'm gonna give my absolute best. He's gonna make sure the mm-hmm. truck is the best it possibly can out of his hands when yeah. it's ready to go. And whatever happens from there happens from there. Mm-hmm. It's cool because you guys not only have. Not only are you and your dad you know, awesome racers, but you're also running a company, essentially. Yeah. You know, if you look at it from that way, is yeah, you have sponsorships, but uh, that doesn't cover you for the entire year. You know, right. if you both crash or something happens, like you're busting your ass, you're busting to get your ass, to go. exactly. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a lean operation, it sounds like, because you and your dad are in the nitty gritty helping fix everything. So it's two less employees that you have to have paying. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you know? and it, it makes it run well for us. I mean, in the off season. Um, Obviously, we're not racing and making money then, so our shop's open. Mm-hmm. Right? We're we're a actual like fab shop, like a race mm-hmm. shop. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll build. In prior years, we've cut back lately. Anywhere from we were busting out two side by sides a week. Oh, nice! Like full on race cars. Wow. Yeah. So the customer we worked real close with Rod at Power Sports One. That's mm-hmm. when my dad's one of my dad's best friends growing up, and then he started. Power Sports One, and then um, we ended up signing with that that time, signing with Yamaha. Yeah. So it just made everything worked really well. We had people from out of state. Um, we basically had a steady stream going. They would nice. call Rod, order a car, and he would bring it right to us and drop it off, and the customer would show up, and it would already be done a race car. Damn. Oh. So we would strip them, build a cage, put all aluminum on it, seats mounted, window nets, um, yep. number plates, everything, make it that you could. Ready to when, go. when you show up, yeah. you can go race. Wow. So, so the, good thing there's a track right down the road for me. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so the, the, team, try, yeah. the yeah. team you have working on your yours and your dad's trucks, are they the same team that are working on other people's stuff too when they bring it in? Yep. Oh damn, that's awesome. Yep. So we, we fit it all in in between there. That's that's what we do best is is even though we can all build a truck if we had to, we all kind of know our role. Yeah. Um my dad and I are really good at getting them apart, getting them cut apart, getting tubes back in it, getting the, the everything laid out the way you want it to and our guys are really good at 
finishing it from there because then we'll start the next project as they're finishing up Mm -hmm. that one and it just it keeps the the cycle moving and keeps everything rolling Mm -hmm. um it makes it work well so prior to like the last two years we've built just endless amounts of side-by-sides i mean they've been through the roof from trail cars to guys that just don't feel safe in a stock cage that want to cage on a uh, Can-Am or want to yeah. cage on a Polaris or want to cage, cage on a YXZ but still want the doors working to guys that have wanted like dual sport ones where the door still works but it has a door bar yep. inside of it and we build everyone custom to that person. So they, awesome. they come, they give us a general, they either come there and are sitting in it and we measure how high they want it and they, we, that's why everyone always asks us why we don't like CNC anything or have anything laser cut or um, a lot of the tubes pre-done, we're like, well, we build them to what you want. Yeah, exactly. Every one of them. So mm-hmm. um, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it, it keeps the off-season humbling. Right? Oh, for sure. I mean, you're, you're building cars for half the people we raced against in the beginning were cars that we built. And yeah. we also do suspension. Yeah. So my dad's been like the suspension guru of the off-road world forever. So I would say in the beginning, 90% of the UTVs that I raced against we did their shocks oh, in okay. our shop yeah. and are running the exact same thing we put in it. And my, everyone, there's a lot of people that have came up to us and everyone has a different driving style, right? So it makes the vehicle work a little bit different mm-hmm. and they'll watch me out there and they'll be like, Oh, you did my shocks and it, it don't look like it works as good as yours. Oh. It's like, well, everyone drives different for yeah. one. Yeah. Like you may be hitting that wide open and smashing right into the next one. And I'm letting off because that looks like it hurts. So you I'm just not going to do that. Me. Why am I not winning? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah literally. Why like, still faster yeah. than me? <laughs> There's a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. And I always go with the, the same thing of, I don't want to beat someone because I had better equipment. I want, mm-hmm. I'd be happy if we all went out there in the exact same car every day and let the best man win. I want to yeah. be the best person that day, regardless of what the equipment is. I don't care if yours is even better than mine. I want to beat you. Yeah. And I just want to, like, hands down, like, we, I still to this day help a lot of people that I race against every single mm-hmm. race. I race against them every weekend, and yeah. we battle door to door. Um, this new kid that came in, Jeb Boodle, he's from the south, and they worked out of our shop, and we race against each other every week. So That's they, a racer name they right saw, there, dude. Yeah. yeah. Jeb? Jeb. Yeah. <laughs> That's a racer name, dude. I don't know. That's like a, you'd see that on like a motocross billboard or something. Oh, yeah, Jeb. for sure. For sure. <laughs> but they, we've rented our shop out to, or just gave our shop out to endless, the last four years, somebody's worked out of it. And mm-hmm. our shop's open right next door. Yeah. To the same door. And they walk in and out and no, they, yeah. they get to see exactly what I'm doing. Week in and week out, and yeah. we that go is very racing. very unusual because in the race world, a lot of that stuff is so, secretive, so top secret. Like mm-hmm. I remember going to the NASCAR, yeah. NASCAR, uh, the NHRA races with the top fuel guys and stuff. It's like they're, you know, what they're doing in their tent and their trailer is like top secret, and they don't want like spotters and stuff yeah. going around yeah. trying to see what they're running with their clutches and all that crazy stuff. But it's pretty cool to see that you know you guys are a little more open and definitely trustworthy and i think it shows something a lot about the the midwest values that we have yeah around here the it's off-road a, industry is its own like in yeah. short course yeah. alone mm-hmm. because we all say the same thing we're just like a family like if you need parts like in pro four we'll share it, yeah. anything we can to make sure that everyone makes it out there on the track and afterwards we'll square up we'll figure yeah. it out the next yeah. time i need something i'm coming to you yeah and we're we're gonna figure it out where it's like one of the only industries that are that way yeah i find it interesting you say that like no matter what equipment like you still want to win so like even if it's a level playing field everybody has the same car like that's the attitude that like gets you ahead right it's not just like i don't want something better 
I want to beat them because I am the best right. or because I, I know something or there's a skill level that you haven't like attained yet. And I actually, I find that like really interesting well, versus like, you know, constantly pushing the envelope. Yeah. You if, know? if you just watch you race, you and your dad too, you guys are just, it, you're just different out there. Like, you know, the track, you feel the track, like, uh, yeah, your dad drives a little bit crazier, but <laughs> like you guys are making smart moves and it, the machine helps, of course, having a great machine, but it's really how you tune it and how you drive it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think a, a lot of it comes from the motocross background. Almost any motocrosser that has come into short course has done really well. Yeah. From Jeremy McGrath, Brian Deegan, mm -hmm. um, go down the line. There's right. been a lot of motocrossers that have come in here. Ricky Johnson was yeah. really, really good. I think that the motocross background of being able to pick lines and being able to read jumps and read faces right. and all that um, is what transpires into the off-road world so much better. Where if you came from pavement, go-karting, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, which is a lot what a lot of the people have come from, is some sort of asphalt right. cart or car racing or so on and so forth. Um, it makes it really hard when they come into the track because all they see is a bunch of dirt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's like, okay, there's a hole there. different, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's people that we help that – We'll go out testing with them, and they'll hit the same hole every lap. And you're like, "Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, go around it. Right. I don't know. Just don't run through <laughs> yeah. the same hole. Like, yeah. I don't care if you have to let off to go inside of it, or you let off and you go around it. Just don't drive through the same hole that is kicking your car sideways lap after right. lap after yeah. lap. Mm -hmm. And that's a thing that some people learn really quick and pick up on really quick. There's been kids that we've ran with that are really good at it and catch up on it right away. Yeah. And then there's been people that are just we'll drive through it the same spot the same line every lap and run the same lap time and then come back and go i don't know i don't get it don't it's gotta know. be the shocks yeah. you gave me yeah <laughs> literally literally it's gotta be this or it's gotta be that so uh so you're saying it's a big pretty much a big family there right with the whole pro four the the off-road racing um there's got to be some heated moments though right like when oh absolutely there's crashes and shit that happen so one i i was always thinking too you came in to the to the game at a young age and you're beating people that are 40 50 60 years old was there ever something where people are looking at you like how the hell is this 14 or 18 year old kid beating me <laughs> oh absolutely I'll, I'll remember forever um when my title sponsor at this time he was my title sponsor but he also had his own team and we raced against each other and there was a racing incident on the track which was completely like racing incident officials didn't make any calls on it nothing mm -hmm. And after the race, he's like, you need to come over here. And he brought me in his trailer and just screamed at no me. No kidding. And I was 15 years old. Because you beat him? No, well, he was just mad that yeah. it didn't go the way yeah. for his team. It didn't favor his Damn. team. Right. I ended up coming out of it. Um, we, we went into a turn, and I was inside or outside of the guy, and I don't remember who was trying to pass who, and we were, like, trying to both go for the same line, and his guy ended up just – coming across and it ended up spinning him sideways and i got through oh. and it knocked him back a couple spots right and he wasn't happy with it he was i he believe was, they call that racing yeah it, <laughs> oh it was a hundred percent a racing deal yeah and he brought me in his trailer and just screamed at me like literally screamed at me i'm like holy man and my dad ended up coming in like halfway through and that was the last year we ever the next year my dad separated it and oh it was no like, kidding it yeah. was like yep we're done we're done, we're done doing this you're coming underneath our awning mm -hmm. and this is gonna Dude, be this i but love that because attitude ruins 
can ruin so much. It, you could be the best racer or have the best skills, but if you have the worst attitude, it is downhill. Or even from there. team in general. Or team, yeah. Yeah, if there's some guys on your team that 100%. can't figure out how to keep it cool and and keep a level head and are yelling at other people, it makes it really not fun for anybody, no, and it all yeah. comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're like I said, we're very fortunate that our guys are. One, uh, my dad's mechanic, Brad, has been around it since before I've even been yeah. born. Mm-hmm. He's so seen he's, it all. he's seen it all. Mm-hmm. And my mechanic is, if you can get him to hardly say a couple words on a normal <laughs> basis, he, you're, you're doing pretty well. So you, you don't really have to worry right. about it. But, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big team thing, man, for sure. I love it. And I love the, the off-road racing, too. When we were walking around the pits at Crandon, you see all these young kids, like when you were starting up, and they're so respectful. That's, like, mm-hmm. that's the future of the sport right there. Too. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the Midwest values, but there's this – I can't remember the kid's name. I don't know if it was in your your tent or not, but it was in uh, somebody that had all, all the trucks. And the kid was, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, super respectful. And it's like – the kid was like maybe 12 years old. And I just love that, that it's like a big community. You have respect. You have manners. And yeah. the kid probably went and dominated. I'm yeah. pretty sure. He, I don't know if you know. I've talked about he's some younger kid, but he's yeah, he's know. crushing it at a young age. But um, yeah, I just love that that the Crandon in general or this whole the, the Midwest the industry racing. Is, is awesome. It's, I mean, you get awesome. all these people from out of state that come here, and that's the first thing everyone says. Your people are so nice here. Like everyone's so nice, and I think it eventually just like rubs off, right? right? Like you spend all summer here. You realize you don't have to be a dick all the time. And yeah. you can, Next thing you know, you're saying, you know, and yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, <laughs> giving them the Midwest goodbye that yeah. last 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you guys are getting into more side-by-sides or have been the last few years. I also see that you guys are starting to race King of the Hammers, too. Well, that's a whole different animal, right? Like that, yeah, King of Hammers. that a little bit? That's pretty cool. King of the Hammers is, is crazy. So we got really big into the UTV industry. Um and then I've been doing it, King of the Hammers. I think this will be like my s- fifth or sixth year mm-hmm. going into uh, 2024. It's always in February, so it's hard to remember the date because right. you, you feel like it's always the, the right. next year is, mm-hmm. is the same year. Um, but so going into it, it's it's crazy. If you've never seen it or never heard of it, you got to look it up. You've got to look up King what of the Hammers. It? it is a brutal race. Like I mean, I'll let him explain it. it. He's the yeah. one that's raced it. So – like the UTV side, it was uh, like 230 miles, I think, this year. And the first half is just desert. And the second half is rocks. No kidding. Like rock crawling. Big, like, like, like big rocks. Like Cranon's <laughs> Ultra 4. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really sick. That, yeah. that was like we wouldn't even second guess that. That's no why you kidding. see someone just all the people yeah. hammering yeah. them. Yeah. That's nothing. That's yeah. like we wouldn't even put that on a scale of the rock sections. No shit. Uh, Those rocks are huge there, too. No, at, at Crandon, I'm no. saying. No, no, so, that's, that's no. what he's saying. That's no, I know that's what I'm saying. So, is yeah. like I'm saying Crandons are big. I can't imagine what these are. Yeah. So you go to like the Hammers, and you're just in all these valleys, and yeah. it's just it's literally just boulders, like five, six times the size of the car. Yeah. And you're finding ways to go up and around them and over them, and no kidding. Um, it's it's they consider it the toughest race in the world. Mm-hmm. Huh. So you have a spotter with you during that race, right? Yep, you have a co-rider with you, okay. and he's there to winch, yeah. basically. Oh, okay. Between reading the GPS, mm-hmm. and then when you get to some of the really nasty rock sections, um, if you have to winch, mm-hmm. he gets out, runs a winch line for you, and so winches you up. So you said it's how how many miles? It it all varies every year because they change the course every year. 
So mm-hmm. it's never the same course. Oh, okay. But it's anywhere from 180 to 250 miles. That's insane because even when people are at Crandon on that, not the one in the, the rocks in the back, the one on the course, even people are popping tires there. Oh, yeah. So I can't imagine. So we run a spare. Oh, you do? I was going to yeah. say, there's got to be, like, you, you you could be out in the first spare mile. Too. I'm sure you got U joints yeah. and just basic stuff you can change. Where do you guys trail. do this at? Is that, like, it's down in Johnson U- Valley, California. Yeah. Okay. Right outside Palm Springs. You, Brent, huh. uh, you can fly into Paul. Yeah. Hammers yeah, yeah I'm sure podcast. this is sick. Yeah. You should. You can have you can fly into Palm Springs if it's it's a huge industry yeah. show. Like they they allow vendors, they allow everything. Mm-hmm. Basically, every manufacturer is there. Almost that's awesome. Majority of the energy drink companies have some sort of display. Every UTV yeah. manufacturer is there. Ford's there. Toyota's there. Chevy's there. Well, it's definitely like, growing in popularity. I don't yeah. think it ever used yeah, to be it, that big. Like it's a hundred k plus people. Yeah, and it's almost two weeks long. Like you have Damn. you live on a, a lake bed for two weeks. <laughs> no kidding. It's terrible. So how long? <laughs> is it, it's terrible. <laughs> how long does it take to get through through a track? Say 100, 150 miles. Well, we start at eight, and the last couple of years, um, my buddy Kyle has won it. He's been in before noon. Well, no or, or shit. At noon. Damn. And that's Four like a hours? perfect run. That's like yeah. a perfect Damn. run. Yeah. So that's we'll average the first half we'll average anywhere from sixty to ninety miles an hour. Yeah. And then the second half is usually only thirty miles. Yeah. But it's so slow going through the rocks. Like mm-hmm. low gear. We run thirty fives on our UTVs. Yeah. On a UTV. Damn, on a UTV. So that's the that's the crazy part of the race is that the first half is fast. Right. right? And then the second half is slow and technical. Yeah. But you in the same vehicle. You right. have to run a, a very versatile Exactly. Vehicle, yeah. a very, yeah. a, uh, this vehicle has been able to qualified for top speed yeah. and for rock crawling, which are two very opposite. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One thing people were not even talking about is, dude, what if you got a shit? <laughs> you don't. I mean, that's four hours, man. What yeah. You, yeah. Thinking, so, you right? got a like, shit every four hours? Well, Damn. I'm just saying, what if, what if you had a dude, big so breakfast? The, there like, is a lot of people <laughs> that, that if they break, you'll see a dude pinch <laughs> one in the bushes. Like, <laughs> like, like all day. Right? Or like their mechanics working on their car and the driver's standing the, out there. over in the bushes or vice versa. But majority of us wear like a, at least a P-tube. Oh, you, you have to, yeah. tape it to your shoe so you don't pee in your other shoe. That's the biggest problem. I've seen people that leave like a big piece of the tube hanging yeah. out and when your heels are sitting on your floorboard it'll actually twirl up and my one buddy pissed <laughs> in his other shoe <laughs> from it so we've learned that That's you gotta tape fun. tape it down to your shoe but i will tell you the <laughs> hardest thing is even though you know you can pee without pissing yourself a lot of guys will just piss themselves yeah because they can't pee like with the tube thing on mm-hmm. but you're so strapped in and so tight it's almost impossible like to- it is the mentally hardest thing You've ever done. You're concentrating on pissing, but you're also concentrating on the track. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like, like going it, 100. Yeah, and and it, everything's Some people can't even piss so in public, t- right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Think I'm gun shy. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. So then you think you got everything just pinched tight, like yeah. you suck so tight. You're, you're like doing anything you can. You ever tried to pee like like sitting down, strapped? Uh, yeah, down? I peed driving hard. one time, and let me tell you, yeah, and, uh, you got to go really have to go. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like halfway up on my seat. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to like get the bottle at the right angle, it's not easy. No. It's mentally strong, like for tough. sure. See, and then, it's those little things that people don't think about, yeah. man. And then <laughs> the tube runs down through your leg in your suit, 
So you 100% think you're pissing yourself oh, every single sure. time. Oh, my yeah. God. Because you feel it go all the way down your strange, leg. A strange sensation. At that point, sure. you probably so don't weird. even care. Like, dude, get it out. It's you know? so weird. Like, <laughs> How bad do you want to fucking win? Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. Stop That's thinking absolutely. about it. Yeah. Get that foot on the floor. Yeah. You, you look for when do we get to the lake bed? Because every time you cross this big lake bed yeah. at one point, and it's like two or three minutes one way, yeah. and you got to turn around, and you got to come back, and it's just perfectly smooth. Oh, you there don't you have go. to look for anything. Squeeze it out. So it's like, all right, the lake bed's here. Hang on. that's that's exactly where we need to be that's awesome (laughs) so does the does that does that track change because obviously like it's boulders and like probably larger rocks does it change as more drivers go across it yeah absolutely it changes day by day so it's the biggest race and party Mm 80 percent of the people come out there with their jeep with whatever Mm -hmm. and then during the day um the the rock trails are like guarded in their clothes, but at night everything's wide open. Mm-hmm. So the spectators will watch it, and then at night they'll be like, "Oh, they remember right. that? Remember that yeah, section that we yeah. saw that looked really hard? We're gonna go there, <laughs> and we're gonna go just hammer it. And you'll show up the next day, and it won't be anything like you pre-ran it. No and you won't even know how to. You'll just have to guess how to get through huh. it because they'll actually like big cars will hook to really big rocks to right. winch off their stuff if they're stuck, and they'll pull the rocks down. Oh, yeah. And next thing you know, there'll be a huge rock in the well, whole like yeah. in the course they have this one it's called backdoor and it's like this straight down drop and some days you can drive right up it because it, the rain fills it in it's at the bottom yeah and then on the weekends everyone goes out there and it's the biggest party spot there is yeah <laughs> and they all try to go up it well they'll dig it out till it's 15 feet high so right. then when you go to drop off you fall down in this hole and then you got to come back out, come out yeah. and most people will just stuff it and flip over right there damn and at night, this is some of the craziest things I've ever heard uh, <laughs> and or saw, is one year, I don't know who started it or how they started it, is at you can drink, do whatever you want, right? So they're trying to get people to go up it. And, of course, a bunch of drunk people yelling oh at you. God. And then if you gave up, they would all just whip dildos at you. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Had to have been someone from Wisconsin. <laughs> there a group of Green Bay guys, for sure. dildos all of a sudden just like... <laughs> And then it was like rats running back in there once the guy packed like got out of there yeah. to go pick one go back get up. Their back. <laughs> yeah. Just just go grab one, yeah. right? And run yeah. up there. So the next guy comes, you can throw yeah. it at him. It's like not funny only do you have fuck. to you have a hard track to race, you have to piss, but you're also getting dildo. Yeah, you gotta dodge, yeah. dildos, you gotta dodge yeah. a dildo or Sounds two. Like an electric next day that racetrack, yeah. bunch of dicks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think man. that should be at our uh, bucket list. You guys should totally go. That would be sick. But one cool thing is like during the day when you guys are racing, you can like follow along yeah. and like meet at, uh, you know, spectators, spectators cool. at, different, yeah, cool. at different points in the track. So yeah. like you can, you can watch the lake bed or whatever, and then you can go to the rock climbing section yeah. and then go watch there. Like that's pretty fucking cool. That sounds sick. Yeah. yeah and they have uh, like remote pits, like all different remote pits. And then they have the live stream going and they actually have a, a home base called Hammertown. Mm-hmm. That's where like all that. your yeah. all your ven- <laughs> all your vendors are in there. All like your foods in there. there. Yep. All your foods in there. All they have a jumbotron with a huge fire, so you can sit around there awesome. and watch it if you want. Um, basically anything you want to do. This sounds yeah. like a great yeah, time. Yeah, get drunk. Just sit there. Yeah. Monster puts on like a a stage oh, a cool. concert every night. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. It's, Damn. It's a hundred k people. When when does it typically take place? Um, February. 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 Mm-hmm. When it's shitty here. 
too hot there. Yeah, yeah it's crampy here, so yeah, we'll go up to it, California. It ain't it ain't great there either. Yeah, no, it's probably it gets cold but, in the desert at nights. Yeah, it gets cold at night, but it's. Mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. Can you imagine the the, uh, the TSA with everybody going there with dildos in their bags? <laughs> <laughs> well, they all drive their campers and their yeah, puppies. I think most people are driving out there. Yeah, yeah. So you got to get there with yeah, your you rig. A trailer trailers. You know what? We should, we should start just selling dildos. Out. We should start selling dildos out there. Yeah. <laughs> until until like they've already went to a new trend, and then you guys are just yeah, weird guys. just showed up with a bunch of dildos. That was just a weird group. Those Viper guys are fucking weird, dude. They showed up first time oh, here with fuck. a bunch of dildos. Yeah. So you run the side by sides for that. So what's like the the big class for that is ultra fours? Are those the biggest trucks? UTVs are. Uh, UTVs are the biggest class. Biggest class. We'll have okay. over a hundred cars. Damn. And then ultra fours for the forty four hundred class um, is like the top dogs. They're mm-hmm. like basically knockoffs of a pro four, running forty fours on fucking steroids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. very similar drivetrain. Very similar. Um, Everything through and through, yeah. other than they got engine package is all real similar. Um, they run bypass shocks, everything just like a Pro Four. They mm-hmm. just put a, stack them on forty fours, try to make them narrow, put two seats in it, and go yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're saying this is in February. You race that also, like, and you're saying you have an off season. <laughs> When's the off season? Yeah, there is. Yeah, it? I was gonna no. say like, <laughs> you, in between. Yeah, in right? between all of them. Like nope. right now, I guess. So you don't do dirt bikes or anything now anymore. No. Nope. Nope, I can't get hurt. I was going to say, yeah. you probably yeah. don't want to risk getting hurt yeah. and mess up your season. But, but instead, I go up to the cabin and go surfing and wakeboarding and end up tearing my ACL wakeboarding instead. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, yeah. Damn. When was, was that? Cool, was Two years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, we have, we have a lot of fun. I didn't even crash. I just landed, went yeah. wake to wake and messed up when I landed. It landed into another wake, and it just hyperextended my knee when I landed, oh, and it geez. tore my ACL. Yeah. Some shit's on... Like you, unpredictable. Yeah, it just like happens. You try to go do something else that's like outside of motocross, um, where you're prone to get hurt, right? right eventually, mm-hmm. and then you end up getting hurt on the water. Yeah, off regardless on the of if it's like a fun action thing, I feel like you get you can get into a car accident on the street. Like, yeah, you slip and fall on the ice and yeah, you know, tear your rotator cuff or something trying to catch yourself. <laughs> right. and, I mean, I slept funny the other night. <laughs> 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 Following dad and fall off a chair. So, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you ever uh, wish you would have stick sticked in motocross? No, uh, not at all. No, no. Motocross, I love it still to this day. Yeah. Watch all the races. Such a passion for it. But it's such like a one in maybe a hundred or one in fifty people actually make it these days. Yeah. I mean, and you have to give up everything. So. When I was young, I did. I went to school um, first and second grade, yeah. and then I was homeschooled fourth and fifth grade, and then I went back to public school sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then I never went to school again. I did it all Let's online go. because I would do school in the morning, and then I would ride a moped from our house to our shop, and yeah. then I'd work. That's awesome. So, and then in the motocross scene, it's the same way. You ride and train every single day. Yeah. That's what you have to do. You can't you can't go to school. You have to be able to leave on Wednesdays or Thursdays to go to the track right. and you're riding and training every single day. You give mm-hmm. up everything to do it. Yeah. And then one crash ends it all. And yeah. you literally have nothing. Mm-hmm. So that that's the great thing about off road is yeah, there's a lot of time and dedication to it and it takes that to be competitive and to be up at the top, but at least you're in a cage. Like yeah, some true. of the worst things is, is what's happened to my dad already mm-hmm. and he's he's lived to fight another day and, and race on from it so yeah at least you're in a cage a little bit mm-hmm. and and you can make a living doing it if you do it For right sure. and smart and mm-hmm. it's one of the most fun things you'll ever do those roll cages are nuts like uh this year the 
for that final race, that dude, right off the first turn, there's a <laughs> nasty crash. That yellow truck. Yeah. That was my old truck. Oh, was it? <laughs> One of them, yeah. So he must he came like too far off the outside and he hit like a tire that was like just designated where the like track. the track ends. Yeah. So he must not have saw because it was dusty or whatever. And his truck just tumbled, yeah. and he hops he out of it. Check. He's like, "This good to go." He raced like, it last weekend or oh, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, shit. that's Trainer insane in Arizona. Oh, you go, dude. They're all chromoly. Yeah, TIG welded. You don't even need. You usually straighten them out. They're they're yeah. good. It's it's so much cosmetics. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bodies are built to just rip off, right? And all we have is um, flat stock holding the body on. Yeah. So it'll crush the body, and it'll look like it's all messed up. And you pull it off. Slap it's a new body, straighten out, the, good, yeah. straighten out the body hangers, and go run. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so I, was, I was gonna ask you before. From like you, you just started building another truck now. So like, how long does that take? If you guys would like stay at it, uh, three months, we'll have it on the ground, ready to go. Damn! Wow! Pretty impressive. Damn! Especially That's, when you're making all the parts to it. Yeah. Well, so like, and plus you're, you're doing everybody else's UTVs on the side. <laughs> yeah. So I'm building a UTV, uh, a new car for myself, and then my dad's truck's good. And then we, my my mechanic was getting my old truck ready for the guy that's gonna come get it. And then our other mechanic started on the new chassis, so they're uh, getting ready to put the engine and training in it today and that's get it awesome. locked up. Sweet. Does it take time to kind of uh, fuel a groove for it? Like, take yeah. It, take, well, that's why you got the track in the back. You can do some test runs and stuff. But well, it's it's a real similar copy to my truck now. Yeah. Um. It's it's a gonna be almost identical copy to my dad's truck so yeah that was the good thing about it that's what made my truck being e- easy to sell it i drove my dad's truck all summer he he was hurt my cousin was filling in he doesn't know what's right or wrong right, right. he's never raced a pro for so i was testing it more than anybody was so i already know for a good part of what the truck's exactly going to be like right so that made it easy when the opportunity came to sell mine i actually had mine sold to a buddy in new zealand first oh nice and he was going to come back over here and run and then um, the hardest part is it's hard to get anything, right? Yeah. Like everything we have is custom. Any mm-hmm. any radiator you need, heat exchanger, um, rack, so on mm-hmm. and so forth, you got to order it if you can't build it. So that's why we build so much of the stuff. And it's three months out mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, to do anything. Right. So that's what makes it really hard to build a new truck. It's not that we can't sell them. It's that you can't build one again in time. Yeah. Like this year, our first race, instead of being in June, is in March. So it pinched our time slot down a ton. Yeah. And then we have KOH in the middle of it yet. Yeah. So it, it makes everything real tight, um, the turnaround time. So they're uh they're working hard at it, yeah. getting it getting it ready to go and in March. Be, so that's when I see you guys run those trucks on ice once in a while. That's pretty fucking cool. So we used to do frozen rush. Yeah. Red Bull put it on. Yeah. And they, like they, that's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a great okay. name. It was crazy. It was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. I was I only got to do it once. My dad got to do it three times, I think. And then they quit doing it because they said it's the hands down most expensive event they have, they have ever put on in Red Bull. For history. Red Bull? Oh really? So Holy they shit. That they must do have been, a lot of stuff. Yeah, 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 that must have been expensive. Yeah. So they would rent out a whole ski hill. Oh. The whole ski hill. They'd have shut down one half of it. And they built like a short course track so out of like it. So it's like Colorado, Rockies, somewhere? Uh, Maine. Maine, yep. on the East Coast, okay. And they would salt water freeze. They would build like jumps. Right. And then they would salt water freeze them. And they had these custom studded tires made. And no it was bracket shit. racing. And there was an over under and everything. It was freaking nuts. I've seen videos. Nice. It's not, it looks fucking awesome. Oh, it was, like, like I said, one of the coolest hands down events that 
that I've ever been a part of. Would, like, would Cranon ever put some on like that? So Cranon's talked about it. A I was bunch, gonna say that you a got lot the of tracks yeah, and you got yeah. the snow. Free, freeze the track, <laughs> right? Yeah, and it they got the snow and th- there's a good chance they could shrink it down and run like the short track. Yeah, with for it, sure. Or something like that, and it's only dirt underneath, right? Yeah. And yeah. the, the jumps are already there. It ain't like you're going to have to build exactly. a jump. Just freeze it and right. see what happens. You'd have but to maybe consider how it's going to affect the track, you know, come spring or whatever. Yeah, but it's but dirt. That's you about can move it, it yeah. all. You can fix yeah. it all. Like, yeah. It's not a big deal. The hardest part is keeping the snow alive. Yeah. Like, for sure. They they only did, I think, 10 trucks or 12 trucks, and it was only one bracket racing, so two on the track at a time. Right. You'd only do two laps. And by the time we got to the end, the s- the, oh, it's it was destroyed. Yeah. It was so deep. It was just powder. Yeah. There'd be huge snow holes in it and it's stuff, and it wasn't even fun to drive on. Yeah. At the end, you look like like you've never raced before. Right. Because you, it won't turn. It won't slide. You just be. It'd be like racing in the mud almost. In a straight line. Yeah. Where the first couple guys, where the track was frozen and hard, it was the most traction you'd ever have. Oh, I bet. It was just glued to the track. Yeah. And then by the fourth guy, it was getting yeah. And by the end. It was, yeah. it was a mess. Yeah. Too much Those things are too power. Say, like, yeah. We used to go to the snowmobile races in Eagle River. And they would clean the tracks up and stuff, but those are just little snow. Yeah, little tracks. 900-horsepower trucks. No. So like... we we held our side-by-side sports. We own side-by-side sports yeah. on oh, nice. the UTV yeah. series. Mm-hmm. We closed it now, but um, we ran it for like three or four years, and we held two races at Eagle yeah. River. And we would run it, just the UTVs, UTVs alone, we'd run it right down to the dirt. No I'm kidding. Sure. Well, yeah. And they, they're just running stud, uh, AMA yeah. studs. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't, I mean, that was just oval track, though, right? No, no, no. Oh, we used the were, infield. We, oh, used, we froze the infield and froze the snow cross jumps. Oh, damn. And everything. We had one guy one year. We had a really good base. We were very fortunate that we got a good base and yep, had good yep. people cold and, weather, and uh, yeah. cold weather for the most part. Mm-hmm. But we had a lot of prior knowledge from Frozen Rush and everything yeah. about how to do it. Mm-hmm. And we had one guy... It was the last race of the day, and he ended up – it was, like, fluff on top a little bit and then a nice hard surface, and the surface was, like, a foot thick, and it ended up breaking through, and his wheel caught underneath oh. it, and it sucked the whole car, like, down. Oh, like damn. You could only see, like, a quarter of the <laughs> like car disappeared. left. Yeah, yeah it, like, wow. disappeared. And then we went over there, and this, this, the ice and snow was a foot thick yeah. that it was running on top of, and it was just snow and dirt underneath it. Yeah. But once it got caught, it tried to, like – Pull it pull like them underground, under, yeah. In, yeah. Like dig it under the snow. It was crazy. Yeah, that's freaking cool. Even with that racing, you're you're solely reliant on the weather too. Some some years our snow sucks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And like, we were, they would always make us be the last event because we wrecked the ice so bad. So the last year or two years, it'd be 40s during the day. So half of it, we'd be pushing water out of some yeah. spots. The ice was still there, mm-hmm. but it would get down Just to mush. mashed potato spray, snow. right? Yeah, basically, right. spray and and mm-hmm. slushy ice, and we yeah. called it king of the elements. Got to be, got to cool. be a part of it. I love it. So, yeah. That's cool. So what did you guys do? You just rented out the track, then rent out the track, put yeah. on the show. Did you yep. have a lot of people that came there because I oh, know yeah, we had 100 plus cars. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Eagle River has it nice because they have indoor. Uh, seating seating and everything that would be you know another ticket too is if it's a cold day here in wisconsin i mean you offer beer and racing to any wisconsinite they're probably going to be there yeah <laughs> so, the jacket's off yeah, yeah the snow I mean, pants are on and it's hanging he'll down. figure out yeah. a way yeah yeah especially if it ain't super bitter cold get them like 20 degrees or something like that and they're gonna be they're gonna be there oh yeah yeah, Wisconsinites are dedicated. Dude, I could see, especially on Crandon, the hill, you'd probably have people bringing their, their uh, fishing sleds the or whatever. The shanties? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. 
That so, would be fun. So you guys did that. What's next for the for the Greaves team? Do you got dabble in trophy trucks or desert racing? We've done like, that already. You have. We ran the mint in a trophy truck. We used to have class one cars. Mm-hmm. That stuff's just it requires such a big team yeah. to be able to do it. You have to have chase trucks. Mm-hmm. You have to have pre-runners and pre-runners crew mm-hmm. to run all these different chase trucks. It's just not mm-hmm. something that we're super interested in. Really, mm-hmm. with with the new series, there's a new short course series starting. Um, that took over. They, t- they took Crandon, so mm-hmm. Crandon won't be champ anymore. It'll oh. be this new series that's coming. Interesting. And uh, they're out of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. J Oklahoma, where we ended. Mao, um, Mid America off to, or Mid America Outdoors is the okay. owner, and it'll be by AOE or AEO or something like that. So that starts in March. We've only ever ran in the Midwest for the last five six years yeah so we yeah. start in june we run cranon bark river erx all around here well the first race is in arizona yeah so that'll be in march and then we run cranon bark river erx cranon then we go to oklahoma and then we end in wheatland missouri so oh, the damn. series wow. and it's it, it expanded by by three months or four yeah, months so right. it's it's squeezed our our yeah. off time down so much more that we probably won't do a whole bunch. I'm required to do King of the Hammers, mm-hmm. and that takes a month mm-hmm. because between prepping cars, you have to go out there. You're on the lake bed for two weeks, mm-hmm. a solid two weeks. Yeah. So between prepping cars, driving there, it's 36 hours one way, yeah. 38 hours with two rigs, mm-hmm. setting up there for two weeks, and then coming back and getting ready for the first short course race in March. Yeah, like, yeah not much turnaround time. Not there. much turnaround time. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. We like to do UTV races in the off season, like for fun ones that that are just fun. Like yeah. my dad loves doing them. Um, there used to be this Red Bull Scramble series. Yeah, we did a race in Michigan that was in the snow. That was cool. Um, I went out to Kentucky, I think, and did the a rock scramble. Like it was on a mountain mm-hmm. through the rocks Dope and shit. down, yeah. up and down. They do like just just random stuff. Yeah. And they, they don't huh. mean nothing but to have fun. So right. we like, like doing in events those big like that. Rock crawlers, like they're just the cage and just massive tires. Rock bouncers. Rock yeah. bouncers. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those things are nuts. Dude, those guys are insane. Those that dudes are those nuts. Things. Yeah. <laughs> they're going up like vertical. Well, just massive. These boulders. big massive big blocks with way yeah. too much power. And like if they get hung up, they're just on the gas. It just Pull like wide smoking yeah. all four tires yeah. and turning the wheels, hopefully to get it to catch and. Boom, they take yeah. off. Or yeah. they crash. Or they, or they crash. crash. And yeah. they like crash. Backwards. It's hard. They like freaking cartwheel down the hill. It's, yep. it's pretty entertaining. And they land yeah. at the bottom and take back off if they land on yeah. their wheels. Or <laughs> yeah. They're freaking nuts. Those dudes are crazy. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna do what they're gonna do. No, <laughs> hell no. So um so then you got this new uh this new uh series series coming together <laughs> and then I mean, where does it go from there? Continue just dominating the Pro Four? Yeah, I mean eventually with uh our partners with Monster and Toyota, I would like to do some like the 24 Le Mans stuff. Yeah, um, and I want to do the Chili Bowl. Yeah, for in sure. A, in a midget, so those are those are still things on my on my bucket list that I want to do. I've done yeah. some pavement racing. My buddy and I did uh, a 24 hour race at Mid Ohio. Yeah, and a BMW, and that was a lot of fun. So we got some experience in that. So. It's never we'll ending with the racing. I'm it's sure there's ending. more there's, shit coming up, there's too. There's always like, stuff you can oh, for do sure. and, and can and can't be doing and, and yeah. new, new stuff coming around. Like, the UTVs make everything so broad. More accessible, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At like, I just obviously got back from New Zealand. I was there mm-hmm. for two weeks. And they have a 1,000 there, a 250, and a 700 um, desert race. So I'm going to build a car and ship it there. No, yeah. And, yeah. Let's yeah. go. So my buddy lives there. 
and he's gonna keep it at his shop and he already races and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna team up and do a couple That's races so over there and so sick it it makes it awesome being with polaris that they have such a diverse line of cars yeah you can about have anything you need from mm -hmm. a from yeah. a ranger with a cab and heat and ac yeah. and a stereo to go drive around here and drink beer with your friends to yeah. a pro r or turbo r that you can almost race with just putting yeah, a cage on it seriously yeah, yeah. so wow. we're gonna yeah, he, do some of that he was in new zealand saying that uh everything was upside down or backwards. reverse backwards, backwards. <laughs> the light switches to go on it was down <laughs> <laughs> yeah you drive on the wrong side of the road on the sit on the wrong side, side of the car. Everybody yeah. walks backwards. Ba yeah. dude, basically, the, t the toilets, the, one of their biggest things is they say we have too much water in our toilets. Their toilets don't have, like, any water in them. Maybe a cup. Oh, dude, it. good luck. Like, yeah. Their shit don't stink or what? Good luck flushing his down, dude. No way. <laughs> they said they didn't want the splashback. I'm like, well. You're going to regret some other shit. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're digging a hole for yourself there. That's what they're all about, I guess. New Zealand. I thought you were over there hunting or something. So just hanging out. Hanging out? Just okay. hanging out. Hanging That's out with penguins cool. and everything? Yeah, we caught a penguin. We, <laughs> caught a penguin. we caught a penguin, yeah. And my buddy that lives there, they've never even seen one. Like, they've seen them out on, like, islands and stuff, but that's it. Huh. And we got home um, from one of the nights, and we're driving up the driveway, and it was standing on the driveway. So we jumped <laughs> out and chased it into a bush, and then caught it. It was only about this big, yeah, but it was, it was full grown. Yeah. Was oh, like, no kidding. Yeah, it's called, like, a blue penguin or something. Huh. I'm like, uh. Well, that doesn't happen every day, no. right? <laughs> right, and, and even he's like, "That's the first time I've ever caught okay, one or yeah. touched one or anything." Yeah. And he's lived there his whole life. Yeah, so that was that was pretty That's sweet. So sick, it's awesome, dude. You've uh, you've accomplished so much so far, and even seeing like the the journey that your dad's built, and you have five championships already, right? I have eight in pro four. You have eight? No, so like, I was reading your dad's got seven total of something. And you have and five. Is that like? So I have eight now. Oh, you have eight now. Oh, damn. Yep. So he's got seven Old pro articles. four. So you already passed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got next yeah, no shit. seven pro four championships, and I'm the only one now with eight. Oh, so you already passed them. I got I got him there, but he has a hundred wins just in pro four alone. Oh, pro four damn, class yeah. alone. Yeah. And I think I just broke a hundred career pro wins um, the last race of the year. Let's hmm. go, dude. It's so. awesome. Uh, you've been crushing it. Like it's it's awesome what you do in the community too, and even just your your work ethic too. Being a part of the team, like it's it's night and day. Your team versus everybody else's. Like there's just something yeah, different about it, it. and mm -hmm. the way you guys race too, the camaraderie that you and your dad have, like it, it's it's awesome. And what you guys are doing is cool. It's gonna it's gonna be sick to watch what you what you do from here. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it's it's been an adventure for sure. Uh, not everyone can say that their career was race trying to beat their dad yeah basically yeah. right coming into it he was the top dog the winningest driver in short course history yeah. still to this day and then uh being on the same team and then the goal is to beat your dad every day yeah. every day and then you gotta not only do you have to try to have that um mental side of it but then be able to come back to the shop and work together and like it, it, it's still it's still a family, right? We still yeah. got to go to Christmas dinner and <laughs> and go out to eat together and whatever. And Some be silent able, dinners. Yeah, yeah honestly, <laughs> wins ways. it's been. I, I I couldn't ask it to be any better. There's yeah, only awesome. ever been one time ever since we started this that 
that we actually like like my mom had to sit us down and yell at us both like no this <laughs> yeah, this ain't this how gonna it's gonna happen. be this is this is what it is and and this is how we're gonna sort this out and it's only ever been one time so yeah. I'm very thankful that it we have a really good relationship between each other and um, we I moved out when I was 18 and just started living on my own and I think that really for sure helped it mm-hmm. helped it because you're not going back to the same house after no. a good day or a bad day but more than that. I think the way he just portrayed it to me from the beginning of one team, no matter what, mm-hmm. we're not going to take each other out because it's, it doesn't benefit either one of us has made it just that much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You guys got the same goal in mind and you're same. working towards the same thing. Yeah. Working towards the same goal and, and it all coming out of the same budget and the same funds makes it a lot easier to justify it and wrap your head around it. Like mm-hmm. we got to be smart here. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, how many lot. how many people can go race against their dad like door to door in right. one of the sickest sports that Seriously. there is? Just yeah. just hands out, like no gloves on, wide yeah. open, hitting jumps, throwing slide jobs on each other, rubbing each other, yeah. and just having a blast doing it and being able to like come off. That's that's some of the best. It doesn't matter what place you get when you come off the track and you just had like a beat down raw battle with somebody is some of the most oh fun for sure had. yeah especially when it's your dad it, yeah. makes, it makes it that much better but mm-hmm. in general just being able to go out there and, and have a killer battle makes it so much fun like you, yeah. you don't even care what place you got you just went out there yeah. and had some of the most fun you possibly could in a four thousand pound 900 horsepower vehicle <laughs> or, or even <laughs> honestly the UTVs, <laughs> right that's what i told like before we be scared first came in here i'm like you know i thought i had a pretty cool job but <laughs> he takes the cake. He's yeah. got the closest job in the world. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's been it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, I'm happy to be able to continue to share our story and have fun with it. Yeah, yeah dude, that's so sick. Only onwards and upwards from here. Like you guys are gonna continue to crush it, and excited to watch you. And anyone listening, like if you want to watch CJ and your dad run. Recommend if you're in Wisconsin, Crandon well, is electric. Not even Wisconsin. Come to Crandon. Come to yeah. Crandon. Literally Watch Labor Day race, weekend. You will not regret it. it I is. haven't been to any of the other races that you have in the United States, but something about Crandon is electric. Yeah, like, it is. It's that cool. that weekend is is so much fun. I'll tell you, I don't I don't think it matters what your interests are, what you do, and whether doesn't. you like racing, don't like racing. Crandon has everything. I know people that have never watched a race at Crandon and have went for six, eight years already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never watched a single race. Wow. They, they, they go there with campers, with all their buddies. Yeah. They set up. They hear the racing going on in the background, mm-hmm. but there's bands every night. There's concerts it's going awesome. on. There's astronomical amount of alcohol being drank. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no shortage of beer. <laughs> there will be no shortage of any alcohol form. <coughs> and the, the nightlife is just – it's like you said it's, it's electric awesome. it's it's something there, there's something for everyone to do like That's cool. they got stuff for kids rc tracks yep. stuff going on for kids all day long and then at night you know you, you get on. to go get get on in the fun wheel or go downtown and they got shuttles running back and yeah. forth that are free and it's uh it's cool you will not go away going that for sure leave going this wasn't fun yeah. if you've never been you gotta go if you're in Crandon, two things you'll hear are Rear diff and CJ Greaves <laughs> on the a loudspeaker. Lot. A lot. <laughs> that may happen. I race a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm the only person that gets more laps than the water truck every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> What's also amazing, too, is everybody will be partying till 2 or 3 in the morning. Oh, I, I kind of just answered my, my own question there, but they'll still put their chairs out at 6 in the morning. 
but now I figured it out. They're probably just done partying and they put their chairs yeah, out. Walk done. Drunk, yeah. right? What, what better way to walk it off? Yeah, get exactly. so, go for a walk to sober up a yeah. little bit. Put your chair out. And Dude, we were there at 6:30 a.m. to put our chairs out to get a good spot. Full. It was packed. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell? Because you had they make you pick them up after the day. You can't yeah. keep them overnight, and it was which, packed. Which like, to me is eh. right. Like, I guess there, yeah. I guess some people get mad because they only come for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then they can, it doesn't matter what time they get there, the whole hill's full right. from all the people that are there Saturday. So I, yeah, it sounds like to me you should just get there a day early. get earlier. Yeah, yeah. maybe Stay get, the whole weekend. Yeah, come camping. Well, cool, man. It was awesome having you here. Um, thank you also for coming to Viper Fest. It was sick watching you burn out the pro four wheel. Yeah, that, was, that, so was, cool. that I, was so much fun. I DM him I'm like, hey man, you want to come to Viper Fest and you know bring the pro four if you want to burn up? He's like, I'll burn every inch off the fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love He's that. like, all right, yeah. game on, let's go. Now we got to make it bigger and better next year. That's right. Yeah, that's that's the a good plan. Right? Oh, yeah. right? It um, had so much hype after this year. I had so many people that are like, what? Where was this even happening? Like, yeah. what was going on? It was like this big hidden secret. <laughs> yeah. Which We tried to get it out there, yeah. but now yeah. that we had one event, I think next year is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it takes one, right? It Cause, does. Cause everyone's like, Viperfest, what is it? Exactly. Right? What, what is it? Like, it, just in Green Bay, why have I never heard of it? It must not be anything exactly. that if I've never heard of it, right? Yeah. So now that you had one and like the vibe and everything yeah. was there and we all I think had more than enough fun throughout yeah. it all and and it it has a lot of hype to it. I think come next year we're gonna be looking for room to, to yeah. between cars and people. And burnout pit. And burnout pit. Yeah. Gotta make that bigger. We gotta a make bit. that a little bit bigger. And yeah, we'll have to get some more blocks. We can yeah. make it bigger. We can yeah. make it bigger. <laughs> It's gonna but, be uh, sick. It was get awesome. Some stands in there next year, so people Bleachers? can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to jump over anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We like to have always the guests give the listeners one piece of advice through all your journey, through your upcoming of racing at one year old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Have, have, what have you learned? What's some piece of advice that you could offer somebody that's maybe racing, start a business, whatever it may be? Um, the biggest thing is be humble. And you're only the champion till the next day. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the way I've always looked Love at it. it. Even though you, you're technically the champion until you get beat, if that's the mentality you have, whether it's anything in life, there's always someone working at it to beat you. And mm-hmm. if you don't put in the work to stay ahead, there's going to be someone that's going to knock you down, and then you're going to get caught with your pants down and going, oh, man, and scrambling. So if, yeah. if you have the mindset that you're only the winner or the champion that day and the next day you're even playing field again, it keeps you motivated, mm-hmm. keeps you mm-hmm. digging, and, Love and that. You, you should be able to stay on top. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's great advice. Love yeah. that. Awesome. Where can everybody find you on Instagram? CJ Greaves, 33. Yes, sir. It's G-R-E-A-V-E-S. Correct. Cool. You got it. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you.